0: Welcome to the MarTech
1: Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro. and Today, we're going to talk a little bit about organic growth. Joining us is Farzad Rashidi, who is the lead innovator at Respana, which is an all-in-one link building outreach software that helps businesses increase their organic traffic from Google. So far this week, Farzad and I have talked about whether SEO is the right acquisition channel for you. And yesterday, we talked about finding opportunity keywords. Today we're going to wrap up our conversation talking about the three steps that you need to follow to earn editorial backlinks. All right, here's the last part of my conversation with Farzad Rashidi, the lead innovator at Responda. Farzad, welcome back to the Martech Podcast.
2: Thanks for having me back on the show, Benjamin. I'm excited to chat about backlinks today.
1: Always a pleasure to talk to you. Yesterday, you, you already spilled the beans here. We're talking about backlinks, but the reason why is yesterday we talked about the importance of creating organic growth strategies that target things that you can actually get organic growth from. And part of that is understanding who your customers are, making sure you're going after the topics where they have commercial intent, understanding what your brand reputation is, and basically finding the things that you can rank for in Google. And so you walked us through the way to find opportunity keywords yesterday, but that's only really half the battle, understanding where you might be competitive is important. Also getting other people to tell Google that you have a reputation where people should pay attention to your content is equally important. So talk to me about the ways that you give Google a signal to tell them to prioritize your content over your competitors.
2: One of the steps that comes after keyword research, which is the topic of the last episodes for folks who missed it, definitely go listen to that episode. I, I share a lot of good info there. But as far as writing the content before you even start with your link building strategies is to understand what the user intent is for that keyword. And that's just a fancy way for saying understand exactly what the audience is looking for. And don't try to get too creative with that part. Because Google is running millions of these A-B tests every single second to figure out, okay, when people are looking for that query, what is it that they're actually looking for? So you can just open a little new incognito tab on your browser, go look up that keyword and understand what are some of the type of searches results that pop up. If someone is looking for, hey, what are some of the best presentation tools? They're looking for probably a listicle, right? So they're looking for a blog article with a bunch of different tools and the reviews. If they're looking up, hey, what are some of the presentation templates? They're probably in the consideration stage. They're actually looking to get a template and be able to actually adjust and start working with it. So understanding exactly where you stand in terms of the user intent is very important when you go and create that piece of content. But the problem is now, Benjamin, if you go and look up a keyword right now, any keyword, let me give you a keyword, presentation software. If you Google that in the new Incognito tab.
1: Okay. Presentation software. Hang on. All right. So I've got presentation software up here, and the first thing I see is a piece of content from Google that walks through a couple different options for presentation software. I see four ads, and then look at that. The first organic result is 15 best presentation softwares for 2022 full comparison guide from visme.co.
2: So what you see now, Benjamin, is the top of the iceberg. Now, here's the real important difference. At the very top, when you type in presentation software, see how Google tells you the number of web pages that come up for that keyword? Sometimes the carousel covers over it. But anyway, if you're in the top 1% in terms of quality of content, however way you want to define it, you're still going to be in the hundreds of millions of search results if there are three and a half billion of them out there. So how do you get from the 100 million search results to top 10, not top three, which get over 99% of the clicks for those search terms.
1: It sounds like an uphill battle.
2: <laughs> so a lot of people obviously focus a lot on creating this really good pieces of content, focus on technical aspects of things in terms of site speed and make sure your site loads fast and it's responsive and it's easy to read for the user. The content's good. That's all great, but it's not enough because so does 100 million other people that are trying to rank for the same keyword. That's where things get very difficult because now you're going against people that basically are, are putting in the same amount of effort in terms of content creation. That basically was a wake-up call for us that, hey, not only do we need to start creating content, but we actually have to go and start spending some time building these backlinks to our website so that it, not only we we're just pumping out content, but making sure that these content pieces actually get up in the search results to bring in traffic. Because otherwise, we were just wasting our time. So that process of creating these backlinks was sort of done by obviously a very manual process of finding out, okay, now that we put together this piece of content, who would potentially want to link to using a variety of different strategies? Who would be the right person that we need to contact? What is our value prop that we're actually going to go to and collaborate? And the whole process was sort of a manual process that Ruspana was developed internally at Visme to kind of sort of piece together and automate a lot of the dirty work. But the process was sort of done through a three-stage process that we had built with our marketing team that basically says, start from a transactional collaboration with the website, work your way up to a content collaboration. And then last but not least, the Narnia is the partnership. So that three-step process of, okay, how are we going to actually get other people to link to us was broken down. and, And then now that we have a person that we are collaborating with, how do we nurture them down our funnel to have a mutually beneficial relationship?
1: There are marketers listening to this podcast that are saying, okay, this is when you get to the point of sending the emails saying, hey, I wrote this great article. Can you send a link from your website to it? I think it'd be relevant for you. And most digital marketers consider that to be marketing malpractice and spam. So how are you creating an outreach strategy where you're driving backlinks without annoying the people that are the webmasters or content creators that have the websites you want to link
2: from? Unfortunately, there's quite a lot of malpractice nowadays, and it just doesn't work. It doesn't matter whether you think it's ethical or not. It just doesn't work. People don't reply to these emails. I'm sure a lot of us get these junk emails to our website.
1: I've had a few today.
2: That's right. But let me tell you what. I am actually getting a backlink from your website by being on your show. How about that? Of course, because we're buddies. That's right. (laughs) So one of the strategies is actually not to say that I'm only here to get a backlink from your website, but obviously this has a variety of different reasons why we spend our time to go on podcasts as guests and, and build relationships with the host. Well, one of the side effects is actually a backlink to our website, because guess what? This interview is going to get translated and transcribed into text format. And you're going in the show notes to include respond on your website. So one of the strategies that we basically advocate for is going on other people's podcasts as a guest, because guess what? Podcast hosts need content. If you're an expert in a certain industry, they want you on their show because they want to educate their audience about whatever topic it is that you'd like to talk about. So you're providing value to the host by going on their show. And you, on the other hand, are getting a free advertising to their audience indirectly and also getting those back next to your website. So that's a very simple strategy that we highly advocate for.
1: Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi, who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X.co. co. All right. So there's the idea that you're going to help contribute to the content for somebody that is a content producer that creates a backlink. Most of these, I'm assuming, are backlinks to your homepage, not specific pages. How do you figure out how to drive backlinks to specific pages that you think are high priority?
2: So it gets a little more nerdy and complicated when you're trying to have targeted backlinks, editorial links, pointing to your content pieces. Now, there's a few things to understand. So not every single blog post is meant to have backlinks directly pointed to it. So we create three types of content. That's something that is very rarely practiced in the marketing world. And that is content pieces that are primed for link building. Second type of content is SEO-based content. And the third is bottom-of-the-funnel content. So I'm gonna give you some more examples here. So meaning for each category on your blog, you create what we call a content silo, which is just saying, it's a fancy way of saying, okay, for example, if you have a link building software, we write content about content marketing and we write content about link building and we write content about SDL. So each one of these is normally a different silo, different category. But then within those categories, we create three separate types of content that's going to overall help the entire category to start getting rankings. And the way we connect these together is through internal links, meaning... We are talking where we're writing a piece of article. We are referencing other articles in that silo within that piece. Now, what happens is when you create articles that are optimized for search engines, these are normally your higher volume keywords. They went through the keyword research process to create. You also create two types of other content to supplement that. One is the content that's primed for link building. And these are normally original research articles, stuff that is original data that people are naturally organically wanting to link to. And it's not directly necessarily need to go shove it down the, the content creator's throat. It's something that they want to link to, and what you do is to present it to them. And last but not least is the bottom of the funnel content that's a prime for getting signups to your product or sales of your product or a service. High intent keywords. That's exactly. Higher intent keywords. I mean, not necessarily get as high of a volume, but their purpose is different, is conversions. So let's talk a little bit about the type of content we create in order to build backlinks. So these type of content pieces are normally stuff that you do a study. Let me give you an example that would come clear. Have you watched Game of Thrones, Benjamin? Of course, I've watched Game of Thrones. All right, great. I don't think we can be friends if you haven't watched Game of Thrones.
1: (laughs) I mean, who hasn't watched Game of Thrones yet?
2: I know, right? So before the last season came out, which, by the way, I haven't watched the last season yet because people spoil it for me so often that I'm trying to forget what they said so that I would go into it with a fresh mind. But anyway, so before the Game of Thrones came out, everybody was like, okay, who's going to win the Game of Thrones? So that was a hot topic everybody was talking about. So we're like, okay, well, Vizme is a data Viz tool. So we have a lot of charts and graphs that you can create with our platform. So what we should do potentially is to go and create a graphic that visualizes from a betting website, how much people are betting on these characters and create a little chart saying, hey, based on public opinion, here's what the market thinks, who's going to win the Game of Thrones.
1: You're not going to believe who wins. I won't spoil it.
2: (laughs) Thank you for not spoiling it. We ended up actually guessing it wrong. Well, we didn't guess anything. It's just that people were betting on the wrong character. Everybody thought Jon Snow was going to win the Game of Thrones. He didn't end up getting it. That's as far as I know. He may. He may not. He may. Yes, that's right. If you haven't watched it, But that was not the point. So what we did was to go and reach out to every single journalist that had covered Game of Thrones within the past seven days. Respona basically has a news engine that you can go find. If you don't have Respona, you can just go and literally pull up Google News and just Google Game of Thrones. So you're not starting from a media database. We're not creating any press releases and spamming people. We're looking up articles that were just published fresh out of the oven about Game of Thrones. And we reached out to every single one of these journalists that reached out to. Again, respond helps you find the contact info directly. If not, these are journalists. Their contact information is out there. You can do some Googling to find them. And we reached out and said, hey, Benjamin, just came across an article on Forbes about how the budget for the Game of Thrones is crazy, how they're spending hundreds of millions of dollars per episode, yada, yada, yada. By the way, we just put together a visual that determines who's going to win the Game of Thrones based on what people are betting on each character. And I thought you'd get a kick out of it. Let me know if you have any more info. Your own original research. That's right. So now guess what? That article and that campaign brought us about 60 or 70 press mentions and backlinks to our website from major sources like Forbes, Men's Health. Pop sugar, you name it. There's tons and tons of media mentions. And then once a couple picked them up, we created a ripple effect that people organically were actually mentioning our graphics and linking back to our website to that particular page. So for a database category, that particular piece that was primed for link building. And then what happened was that from that page, we had mentions and backlinks to other pages from within that category and so distributes that link equity to other pages. So what I'm trying to say is that you don't need to go spam everybody. You don't need to send thousands of emails. You need to create the right types of content that's primed for link building and go reach out to people who actually get value from this piece. And that particular example of campaign is what we call the infographic average campaign. It's one out of a gazillion different strategies you can run. <laughs> so these are podcast average. These are specific examples that I'm giving
1: So Farzad, you mentioned a couple different ways for people to think about earning editorial backlinks, creating your own research, finding the right people to contribute to your content, uh, helping them produce their own content. For everyone that's trying to figure out which of these strategies are are right for them, what are the resources that you recommend that they look at to try to figure out how to put together their editorial backlink earning strategies?
2: We do have a free, ungated piece of content on the Responda website. So, responda.com, R-E-S-P-O-N-A.com. At the very bottom of the page, we have something called Average Strategy Hub. That may be a good link to put in the show notes. But it's free, ungated, uh, different recipes, meaning, hey, here's how you do discovery. Here's the template. Here's how you personalize it. Step-by-step uh, step. for each one of these different strategies, we give you a ton of examples. So it's a great resource for you to kind of be able to reverse engineer. You don't even need Respona for any of these. so You can do most of them yourself manually. So give me the link one more time. You said it was the Outreach Strategy Hub. That's right. You just navigate to respona.com, R-E-S-P-O-N-A.com. And the very bottom footer, you have the Outreach Strategy Hub. You just click on that link and you get access to a bunch of different outreach tactics.
1: Yeah, but I'm looking through this now and there's things like how to earn guest posting and it's got some templates, how to tell people their links are broken, anchor text strategy, competitor mentions, listicle strategies. There's a whole bunch of different ways and templates that people can use to automate the process of sending their outreach and have it seem like it is uh, personalized as well.
2: Absolutely. And not just to have a seamless personalized, it should be personalized. And a lot of marketers, especially nowadays, can just spot these variables right there and then. And it's always important. So that's one of the things that we advocate for respondents Don't spam, build relationships. And a big part of it has to deal with how do we actually be able to deeply personalize these messages based on the context of the web page that you found them on and also connect with them on LinkedIn and have that multi-channel touch It's really important to get replies because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you're sending 10,000 emails and all end up in spam and nobody replies to, I would much rather send 15 emails (laughs) that get seven or eight replies. So that is something that we highly advocate for. And our platform is sort of built to kind of give you those snippets ready to use so you can easily add that human touch without having to spend a whole lot of time. But you can do that and a lot of that stuff yourself internally at home.
1: When you're thinking about your marketing strategies and you're trying to figure out how to crack organic growth, there's really two pieces of the puzzle. Finding the right keywords... And making sure that Google understands that that content should be prioritized. Your existing domain rank, authority, reputation is important, but also giving Google the signals to understand that other people get value out of the content is the other key contributor to making sure that your content ranks and that your organic strategies make a difference in your business. Earning those editorial backlinks is a critical part to your organic growth strategy. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Farzad Rashidi, the lead innovator at Respona. If you'd like to get in touch with Farzad, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is the underscore Farzad. That's T-H-E underscore F-A-R-Z-A-D. Or you can visit his company's website, which is respona.com, R-E-S-P-O-N-A.com. And on respona.com in the footer, you can find a link to the outreach strategy hub that Farzad mentioned in this episode as well.